So really the way that I characterize search engine visibility is the idea of how do you improve or manage the likelihood that a customer will discover your brand and search? Right. And it doesn't have to be your own content. It can be any content because discovery is, is equally relevant, whether it's somebody recommending your product or you are actually, you know, recommending your own stuff or, or, or providing useful, you know, educational materials. However it takes place is it's, it's a totally relevant customer journey. I really like having guests on the show that teach me something new, but also give you something that's not so overwhelming to do that can really make a significant change in your business. And so I had Chris Dickey on the show, who is the founder and CEO of Visibly. He also has um, a PR agency called Purple Orange, but I really wanted to focus today on Visibly because it fascinated me um, what we can do as as business owners to improve our brand's search engine visibility, which might not be something that you've heard before. You've heard of SEO and you've heard of other things related to how you show up in search. Um, but if you haven't, today you're going to learn a lot. You're not going to get overwhelmed because uh, I made sure of that. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Sometimes it can be overwhelming learning new things, but there's there's some simple things that that we can do to improve our search engine visibility and really dramatically increase the percentage of people that are visiting your website. Visibly is the world's first platform to manage brand visibility in search. So it uses machine learning to classify over 100 million domains and websites, and it's actually poised to be an indispensable tool for PR and digital agencies. It's uh, it's really incredible, um, really uh, awesome story on how Chris started it and um, where that came from. And I it's it's a free service too, by the way. So we'll tell you all about how you can get your hands on it and try it out for yourself. But it's a a really awesome interview with Chris Dickey today. Enjoy, Chris. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being with me today. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Summer. Well, I think we're going to talk about some things that we haven't really done a deep dive into on the show, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. But before I get into all of that genius that you have, can you tell us a bit about your, your journey, how, how your company came to be, and you know, what, what led you to where you are right now? The, the brief version. I know. I know we can like go on like the whole. <laughs> Some people yeah, are like, <laughs> I, I hate talking about myself, so no problem. Uh, we'll keep it short. Um, yeah, you know, my background is really I'm a very much a multi-channel marketer. Although I've been working primarily in the public relations sphere for the last fifteen or, or I guess twelve to fifteen years, I've helped work. I've worked on in-house marketing in a variety of different companies. I've been in publishing. I've been a marketing director. Um, I've been at startups. I've been at large companies. And then for about the last 12 years, I've been in agency work, uh, primarily in public relations and brand communications. And um, 
you know, the way that we've always kind of approached it, especially during this kind of day and age is, you know, how do you make an impact right now? You know, there's the airwaves and the internet and everything is just so darn saturated with so much content. And there's so much competing voices, as I call it, just static. How do you meaningfully connect with a target customer or an audience? And um, with public relations, that's been a really fun thing because, you know, what we do is we go out and we basically build relationships and we, and we solicit, you know, um, reviews or stories with large kind of trusted publications and whatnot. And, and then they go ahead and kind of tell their audience. It's, it's a very much of like a, a building a lot of third-party endorsement. And over the years, I've, I've realized, you know, the media as the media landscape is, has been changing so rapidly that, um, you know, historically what we would do is we go talk to magazine editors or um, people who are on TV or something like that. And uh, now that everything is really happening in the palm of your hand on your phone, that's very much changed. But, you know, I would say that PR and the idea of third-party endorsement is still incredibly powerful. It's just happening in different ways. And so it's it's kind of pushed me to think about it from a digital perspective and how do we continue to, you know, improve and connect meaningfully with uh, customers and stakeholders using the digital landscape. I love that. Because how old is the company? So I'm an agency owner um, and the agency that I uh, run and I I still do um, is called Purple Orange and it's 11 years old, uh, almost 12. And just a couple of years ago, I started um, a software company. And I think that's what you're referring to. The company called Visibly, V-I-S-A-B-L-Y. And Visibly was a software solution that grew out of a practice that we started at the agency and the recognition of how important search is to the customer journey and to, and, and to touch points between any kind of business and their customer and how important it is to saturate those touch points across not just your own content, but say all the PR content out there and all the e-commerce content and all the different ways that you can reach a customer through search. And so what Visibly does is it manages and identifies and measures a brand's footprint or touch points in search. Ah, okay. Very cool. So, and this was something, what was just, just for our, our audience who's been there, you know, in starting new businesses, how, what was that journey like starting, starting this, having this idea and then putting it together? (laughs) Well, you know, I, I can tell you with all honesty, I never thought or even wanted to be a tech entrepreneur. It was not even on my radar like five years ago. And then, you know, we started working on this practice that was basically the practice could be summed up as how do we, how do we acquire more PR hits that end up at the top of search? Um, yeah. focusing on, 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 on specific keywords and recognizing kind of reverse engineering that product discovery process for on behalf of our clients and then using our PR toolbox to, to go out and win these brand placements where their website could no longer, was, was almost guaranteed not to rank. Um, and so, you know, building visibility within the search engine results page was like a super valuable 
thing that we were doing and but it was it was impossible to scale because we were just doing it all very manually and what i mean by manually is we had to go through and kind of catalog and index all of these results and try to identify where branded content was and where it wasn't and which keywords mattered and which ones didn't and i was like there's got to be a faster way to do this and so i was looking around for solutions and of course you don't find the solutions and then you decide well has has no one really ever done this and then you realize no one really has done this before and then (laughs) I mean, it's it's a very common journey, right? Yeah. And then, and then, you know, thinking to myself, well, what would it take if I did it? And then the first thing is like, technologically, is it possible? I, I did some diligence around that. And the answer, it seemed to be yes. And then uh, the next thing is, well, where am I going to get this money from? Because this is going to be expensive. (laughs) And, you know, I'll be honest, I live in Wyoming and Wyoming is not known for its tech uh, culture. We're known for woods and bears and moose and energy. And the state of Wyoming is very interested in trying to diversify that economy here. And so we actually won um, a grant from the government of in this, the state of Wyoming to help us kind of get off the ground, a seed grant. Uh, and that gave us the initial money to go out and like hire some engineers and develop a proof of concept that worked. And we actually have a patent pending on it. And then from there, once we had this proof of concept and we kind of worked through some of the kinks early on, we were able to present it to some investors and it was, it was far enough along that they could see the vision, they could see that it worked. And then we got what would be considered a seed round. And, and so we got our seed round and that has taken us to where we are today. Okay. And that's, and I know that's kind of the brief. I know there's a lot that goes, goes into it, especially, you know, entering something that was not something you ever thought you would do. And you know, well, when you're dealing yeah, with I'm tech, a, it's like, I'm not, a, I'm not a coder. I'm not an, I'm right. not an engineer. I'm a marketer. <laughs> right. So, and you have these yeah. ideas and then it's, you know, I've, I've had a couple of ventures myself in, in the tech world and, you know, building apps or building platforms. And I'm not a, a tech person. It's the same. I'm a marketer and I have ideas and, and then, because of that, you also don't know exactly what you're supposed to be looking for. So that's a whole nother piece to it as well as learning who are the right people to work with. How do I vet them? It's a, it's a big undertaking. you're, You're so right. You know, one of the things that I've always been able to do really well is as we know, running an agency is, is measure the quality of my colleagues work and say, oh, like I can jump in and I can check out your strategy and I can see, you know, what you've been doing. And it's easy for me to jump in and course correct somebody if they need be. I can't do that with engineering or at least like software engineering. Like I I have no idea what their work looks like or how to course correct it. We just have to stay in really close touch. We need to have advisors for the company that, um, I can rely on, will keep everything on the rails on my behalf and, and supplement a skill set that I don't have. Right, totally. So I would, I really want to dive into talking about search engine visibility. And, you know, first, let's just go at the very basic level. It sounds quite obvious, but let's go into clearly what is it and, and why does it matter to a brand? Yeah, absolutely. And so maybe what I'll start it off is, is that what it's not or right. not exclusively it's, so we're very familiar with the term SEO, which is search engine optimization and SEO has come to embody 
the quest to improve the ranking of your own website in search. It's a great objective. It's in practice, it's very, very hard to do. And I think that's where I kind of was like, just kind of the other ways to get in front of a customer than just getting your own website up there. And there is, there's tons of them, but nobody was really thinking about it. And um, that was something that we were thinking a lot about um, at my agency was how to use our particular tool set as, as a PR practitioners. But then looking at it more granularly, there's all this PR and all this e-commerce content, and there's all these potential touch points, as I keep saying. So really the way that I characterize search engine visibility is the idea of how do you improve or manage the likelihood that a customer will discover your brand in search? Right. And it doesn't have to be your own content. It can be any content because discovery is, is equally relevant, whether it's somebody recommending your product or you are actually, you know, recommending your own stuff or, or, or providing useful, you know, educational materials. However, it takes place is it's, it's a totally relevant customer journey. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So what are some things that maybe a business owner doesn't really know? Like what, what is, is there something common that most people are like, wow, I didn't even realize that this is something that I could be doing to improve my visibility. Yeah, I mean, I think I think first and foremost, it's it's important to just recognize how critical search is for customer acquisition. There's around seventy thousand searches every single second globally on Google, and Google has around ninety to ninety-two percent of the world's share of voice when it comes to search. The next largest search engine is Bing at about two to two and a half percent of its of 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 the uh, world's uh, share of voice. So you have number one at ninety-two, and you have number two at two, (laughs) and then it becomes more fractured from there. So we do talk about Google a lot because they're a very very dominant um, player in the category. But the fact is, is that we ask. Anytime we have a question and we need an answer, um, the easiest and fastest way to do it is really pull out your phone or, or type into your desktop browser a question to search. And um, it's very predictable where people find their answers. They find them 70% of all people connecting a search will find their answer, click on the first five, one of the first five organic links. So 70% of all the traffic is right there at the top of the page. By the time you get down to the bottom of the first page, you have around a 1% click-through rate on the on that 10th organic link on the page mm. um, and almost no traffic to speak of on the second page. So to you know, effectively to spend a lot of energy and money on your own website um, and getting your SEO from say page four to page two um, of search results, while it looks good on paper and while it charts beautifully, it has zero impact on your business going from page four to page two, unless you're on page one and really the top of page one, it really doesn't matter. And now, you know, okay, so that's that's the real estate we're talking about. Um, it's very, very valuable real estate. And to think about the quality of the customer that comes through search, it's somebody who is specifically looking for the products and services that you offer, right? Like that's why they're there. They typed it in yeah. and then you're the result. And, and so there's, you know, talking about you getting in front of your target customer, like there's really no other place in the world where you can find this magnitude of people looking for such a niche or, you know, specific thing, whatever it might be. And so it, I, I really do think it's worth the time and the effort to 
try to get there in some way or shape or form. If it's your own website, great. If it's not, you know, figure out another way to get there. So with search engine invisibility, the idea is how do we, how do we improve the likelihood someone's going to find us, right? Period. And there's a couple of things that you want to look at. You start wanting to really kind of be scientific and start being really geeky about what the search engine results page looks like. And one of the first things to kind of recognize is, is, is this keyword, well, the, well, the very first thing you do is try to reverse engineer your own customer's journey. What are, the, what are the phrases and words and questions and pain points that they're going to type into search to look for um, a solution? So that's the very first thing, reverse engineer that journey. And then you'll come up with a bunch of words and a bunch of lists. And there's, and actually you can kind of build off that kind of short list by using Google autocomplete or something like that. Or it's also at the bottom of the page is usually um, people also searched for, there's all these kind of recommendations or um, and another thing that's popular is a, is a, is something called people also ask. And that's like, okay, well, yes. you think it's this, but Google's telling you people actually ask these kind of questions. <laughs> so yeah. these are all ways to build out your keyword tree, if you will. So now you have this keyword tree and now you kind of want to do a little bit more analysis to kind of get it a little bit more uh, fine-tuned, if you will. The next thing you want to figure out is, are these keywords transactional or informational in nature? And what I mean by that is that, and, and we've all experienced this. Sometimes you type in, let's say you're looking for a pair of running shoes and you just type in something really broad, like running shoes. The search engine has to make a determination whether you are looking to buy a pair of running shoes, whether you're looking to read like read about running shoes, like learn about running shoes. They're looking, or are you trying to go to a store close by that sells running shoes? Like what is the intent of that query? And so this is called search intent. And it's it's a kind of a big deal if you actually want to show up in the search results is, is to match content with the intent of the query. And you, what, what you'll see is you'll see a, a pretty clear breakdown between what I call transactional keywords and informational keywords. And so it's transactional keywords being uh, keywords that where you're clicking to buy essentially. And every click right. on the page is like, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna go there. And it's like, they're trying to check you out. <laughs> um, and it, whereas click to learn is like, you go there and you're reading reviews and there's no place to buy it on that actual page. You have to navigate somewhere else if you want to buy it, but it's a bunch of comparisons and reviews and information. Um, and so bucketing your keywords and within those two categories right away will be a super helpful exercise to recognize what kind of content is going to be successful on this page. And then number two is look and see what's, what's the breakdown of, of websites that are say brand owned, owned by say, say, you know, in the case of um, running shoes, like a Nike.com or are it, or is it earned media or PR hits? Is it runner's world? Is it a bunch of blogs talking about running shoes? And so now you're looking at kind of the structural makeup of the page and you're getting a really good sense of, oh, this is a PR play. Or you're saying, mm. oh, this is an SEO play. This is a bunch of SEO hits. Or you're going to say, wait a minute, this is all about e-commerce. Like if I want to show up here, we need to have a better relationship or a better conversation with one of our e-commerce partners because they're the ones that are being rewarded with the top search results for this particular keyword. And then it's a merchandising play. So, you know, I think understanding how Google is 
elevating different kinds of content is super critical. Oh, absolutely. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing you fall into one of these categories. You're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, an online marketer, or maybe an agency owner. I'm also guessing that you want new leads who are excited to buy from you. Am I right? Would you be excited to generate five new leads a day? 10, a hundred, maybe even hundreds? Do you even know where to begin to do that? Well, I can tell you this, it doesn't begin with wishing and waiting, but it does begin with a successful lead funnel. If you want to have an endless stream of hot leads coming into your pipeline, you'll want to check out the five day lead challenge where you'll learn step-by-step the high level strategy to generate leads on demand for your specific business. You'll learn how to build your lead magnet that attracts these leads to you in the coolest way I've seen yet. You'll also learn how to take these people and then turn them into your dream leads You'll also learn how to follow up with them and how to launch this funnel without having to spend any money. Sounds pretty cool, right? Can I make it even cooler? Okay, here it goes. It's all free, all free. Yes, you can learn all of this for free. So if you're ready to get access to this free five-day challenge, head over to thedrawshop.com forward slash five day thedrawshop.com forward slash the number five and day. See you there. So you had mentioned a few different things there, you know, when you're talking about e-commerce, public relations, let's talk about PR and how important that is for, for Google and for, for your visibility and your, and your brand presence. Because I think, you know, some people really exercise it and some people are like, nah, I don't need that. I'm, I'm totally good. I just Mm -hmm. do, you know, paid media or I got some SEO stuff happening. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm good. And, and, you know, Hey, there's nothing wrong with paid media. Right. It's, it's expensive. Um, yeah. and you know, you can, can totally pay to play. <laughs> right. A, right. It's fine. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll give you another anecdote. There's around, um, I think a high performing advertisement in, on, on Google search does around two to two and a half percent of all the clicks on the page, um, for a non-branded search term. Yeah. And that means that 98 to 97% of the traffic is going somewhere else. Wow. I can tell you that first organic result is receiving upwards of 30% of all of all of that traffic. And there's, wow. and there's a very high engagement right there in that very first organic search result. So, you know, the thing about PR is that you're part, you're essentially partnering with a publisher who has a really strong, what they call domain authority with Google and a domain authority is this, is this, it's a made up word, but it's, it's, it's the idea that um, a website has a kind of a very high sense of esteem within Google's algorithm. They have tons of backlinks coming in from other sites. They have high traffic. They have, they have nicely organized code that makes it you know, run really fast, all these things that Google likes. And, and, but at the, but, you know, most importantly, they're considered to be an authority in the subject by a bunch of peers. And that's one of the biggest things that Google looks at. And so, you know, publishers by kind of definition of what they do, they publish content, they provide all this informational content. They have huge audiences. They just perform super well 
and, 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 and the search algorithm. And it, it doesn't make sense to try to say, I'm going to compete with you. <laughs> right. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to outrank you. It makes a lot more sense to say, Hey, I'm going to get you to write a story about me. And then the, the authority of your website is much more likely to show up at the top of search. And so that strategy was effectively the strategy that we were pursuing as a PR agency to great success with our clients ended up being the most valuable thing we were doing for our clients. It still is. And it also provides like a really interesting roadmap because I think one of the hardest things for PR professionals is who do I even talk to? Mm-hmm. Who do I, how do you list build? List building is like a tough thing. And, you know, who, who are the people that matter? Who are the influencers? Um, well, Google can pretty much tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So they're telling you both the outlets that matter and the writers that matter. And not only, you know, they're also rewarding them with tons of with tons of uh, readers. So, you know, using the search results to build media lists is a great way to start a PR practice. And with back to, because I know you've got the agency and you've got Visibly, is Visibly geared towards the actual customer or is it an agency that you're working with that that's bringing this to their clients visibly is totally independent from the agency they're totally separate companies the agency you know we we would love to have lots of agencies use visibly there's there's no particular uh competitive advantage of, of of my agency versus another agency using it it's it's all effectively public data that we just grab and we organize and we scale. Um, so it's like, hey, we're going we're gonna to do this analysis of um, the search engine results page. And we're going to look for branded content. And then we're going to organize in a way that you guys can actually have some uh, actual insights out of. So there's nothing proprietary about, you know, actually the data. It's just the organization of the data that makes it very useful. Okay. So if you know, let's let's talk about two different uh, avatars here. If if somebody's listening now and they're like, okay, this is something. Maybe you know, maybe there's some extra things. I feel I feel a little panicked now. All of a sudden, I could be getting all of this traffic, and I can keep be getting you know more clicks to the website, but I'm not doing the right thing. What's the first step that that person can take to to start to 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 pivot their their whole brand awareness? Yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of spent a little time talk chatting out, but the very first thing you do is just get, get organized with your keywords, you know, and that's, that's a bit of a science in and in, in and of itself. So spend some time getting to know your keywords and understanding how your customers find you and understanding their journey. Mm-hmm. And then once you understand those keywords, kind of understand this, the, like the results, those, those, those keywords are uh, populating and you'll, you'll quickly bucket them, like I said, between transactional and informational, but um, on a more granular level, use the results to build lists and understand the landscape that you're dealing with. You know, if it's a bunch of e-commerce sites and you don't have relationships, you're not selling through those e-commerce sites, maybe that should become a priority for you. Is mm-hmm is opening up those as vendors, as wholesalers. And, you know, if they're the ones that are being rewarded with, you know, these, 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 these high value search positions in, in areas that are really important for your business, then um, you need to be there. That's, that's how I feel. And then number two is like, oh, is it, if it's a bunch of PR hits, 
well, there's your media list, you know? So now you can, you know, you can, you can do it manually. You can also use visibly, which is free, by the way, it's not, we're not charging anybody. You can come to visibly, you can cleanly extract all the PR hits without having to go through each and every one and making that, and making that, 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 that determination. So that's, that's what the software does is it, it segments um, the search results and then you do, then you scale that. So each, each uh, keyword will result in around 10 organic links. So, you know, you look up 10 keywords, now you have a hundred potential um, targets to reach out to and build relationships with and get to know and ask if they'll update their articles or at least work work with them. So they next time they write a new article, uh, you're included in it. Now there's no guarantee that their new article will be ranked in search, but you now you know that this person has a track record of success with Google. So that's 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 half the battle so those that's really how i how i would encourage you to do it and then, then there's also you know there might be some of these that just make sense for you to bid on in terms of a, a pay-per-click strategy or to do some of your own SEO, you know or of, of your own seo work so i don't think it's just this is a very much very multi-channel way of a, of a, of, a, of approaching search visibility and that's i think that's the point it's like there's no there's no there's no one silver bullet here. It's understanding how do you how do you maximize the touch points across the the search results. Absolutely. So you know now you talk about someone more like me as as an avatar who who's I'm a marketer. I love marketing, but I am on the communication side. You know the messaging and the copywriting and the ideas, and then I will you know give those ideas to my marketing team, my digital marketing side of the team, and they will be the ones to manage, you know, pay, you know, media buying, SEO, all of, all of those things, all of the analytics, studying all of, all of that. And as much as I think I know, right, when you're viewing reports each month or each quarter and, and seeing how, how things are, are being measured, there's always more and there's always new things that I will learn that I'll then present to them. So speaking as a business owner who has a marketing team and for other business owners that are listening who have a marketing team, this is something that you would say, hey guys, check this out, go to go to visibly.com. They it's free. You're gonna get some some great insight out of this. What would what would that look like for them? And is that is that a good idea to do? I would hope so. <laughs> um, I would hope so too. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll say this that um, you know, visibly is is really it's most helpful as a solution when you're within a category where there's there's people talking about your brand that aren't you. Or there are people, there's conversations being had about recommendations or things like that. Now, if, if you're like a brick and mortar store and it's, it's really like you're, you're, or, or your hyper local business, it visibly might not be the perfect solution for you. And that's, that's, that, that's, that's fine. That's the, you know, there's all lots of different ways to doing this, but, you know, particularly, I think if you have, a product or service that you're selling to a national audience or a larger audience that people are going to find you using the internet and they're going to look for, it doesn't matter where your geographic location is, then all of a sudden it becomes a very valuable way of connecting with those people. And there tends to be more conversations around products that have that degree of kind of like 
larger scale competition. It's like, oh, how does this product, you know, compare to this product, whether it's, you know, a SaaS solution or whether it's a pair of running shoes or a lawnmower or whatever it might be, you know, people do a lot of research online and that's where you start to see there's all these opportunities that are, that go beyond SEO. Yes, for sure. One other thing that I have either saw mentioned or, or you spoke about, but is when you refer to blind spots in your search, mm. what do you mean by that? Yeah, so that's 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 a really good point. So the, it dovetails everything I've been talking about, and that is the idea that um, if you're so focused on your own content, um, and like I said, you should be, but you should also just be seeing everything else that's out there. You know, as PR practitioners, we're like, oh man, like we 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 constantly see reviews or opportunities that we just missed <laughs> and we don't like yeah. to admit it, but we're like, ah, oh, we should have been on that one. And, and so how do you course correct? Well, you, well, you see it, you add the person to a list, you build a better relation with a better relationship with that person. You make sure that they're well acquainted with, with, with uh, whatever you're offering. And so next time you don't have that miss, it's the same thing with search results. It's like, Oh, like, I'd say a big blind spot, honestly, is like, what if you're selling, you know, I don't know, let's just say like uh, a pair, we'll just use running shoes again, and would say like one of your major retailers um, is showing up there, one of the top three results for say, say running shoes. And that retailer, for whatever reason, is not merchandising your product or brand on the very first pages, you know, on their landing page. Now, Mm -hmm. The people who click through, they're extremely likely to make a product dis- buying decision based on the like running shoes on that landing page. They're just not going to look that much deeper. You, as the manufacturer of the you know of the running shoe, have have a have a good degree of of a control over the merchandising of what's happening on that page. Now, if you go to that to that partner, to that, you know, like, like to that wholesale partner say, Hey guys, here are a bunch of landing pages. How do we come up with a program for us to be merchandised appropriately on these landing pages? And, you know, I think every single retailer is a little bit different. Some will say, well, we don't, we don't carry anything there that's based on reviews, in which case it becomes more of a, like more of a challenge for you to get your customers to go write reviews on that particular, on, on that particular uh, e-commerce site. And then that would boost your algorithm. So you, all of a sudden you're on that landing page or there are other retailers. that will be like, sure. Like you can pay us some money or you can buy, you know, um, a sponsor position on the side of the page, or maybe we'll just do it because we like you and we think you have a fantastic product. So, yeah. you know, I, I think those are the blind spots I'm talking about is like really understanding like, oh, these are, these are areas that I know I can't influence, but I didn't even realize that they were there. Right. I love that. I think that, that alone is, is such a great, you know, takeaway. You know, what's really great that I think a lot of people, a lot of people use tools to, to figure out what, what their keywords are. And I love how you said there's that auto, you know, it, it auto fills in what, what you're looking for. And we, we've all done that. We've gone to Google, we've gone to a browser and we start typing something in and all of these different options come in. Sometimes they're funny too. You're like, well, I didn't think that people would ask that kind of question about this product or service, but they do. And it, and it's popping up because it's popular. And I think that that alone is such a great 
takeaway and discovery if you are looking to see what types of keywords people are using to to find your service or product. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think there's, you know, there's obviously much more sophisticated ways to do keyword research, but if you just want, I mean, there's there's plenty of just, I think, intuitive, um, yeah. strong tools that are entirely free. And for you to start doing your own research on your own, it costs nothing. Right. Oh, lots of good stuff here. Well, I'm definitely going to sign up and and test this out myself for our business. And I'd like to tell our audience how they can do the same. I'm guessing it's visibly.com, correct? You're great. Yeah. Although it's, uh, make sure you spell it with an A. So yeah, (laughs) it's it's V-I-S-A-B-L-Y.com. And um, I'll I'll also let everyone know it it is free. Uh, There's no credit card required. It's currently in beta. It's it's an early platform. We're really collecting a lot of feedback on it right now. I think it's it's mostly debugged, although you might find something in there. And if you do, let us know. (laughs) But, um, you know, we're coming out with a much more robust enterprise uh, version of the software uh, later this year, which I'm really excited about, which will allow, so currently what we do is we're basically a tool set that allows you to cross-analyze content for any, any, any search results page. So if you had a particular product or brand and you wanted to see like what it looked like or, you know, could, can a customer find this brand on this search result page without having to go through every single link on the page, we'll just do it for you. And then we organize it really nicely. And then we tell you like how much, how many people clicked on your content and things like that. What we'll do in the future is say, you know, going back to the Nike example, let's say you're Nike and you want to track a thousand different keywords that relate to tennis and you see how you're performing all thousand of those. And so now all of a sudden you can, you can search thousands of keywords at a time for a brand, what is what we would call a campaign. And then we'll be able to look at that data and aggregate as well as granularly if you choose to, but um, it'll give you a much better glimpse of how the brand is performing within the tennis category. Amazing. So amazing. And then your agency is Purple Orange. Where can we find more information on Purple Orange? <laughs> PurpleOrangePR.com. We're in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And uh, we mostly specialize in outdoor and active lifestyle consumer brands. Nice. So uh, we get to, it's a lot of fun stuff, stuff that you play with <laughs> outside. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. I love it. And if anyone wants to find more information about you, where can they go? Uh, check me out on um, on LinkedIn, uh, Chris Dickey, D-I-C-K-E-Y, and uh, you'll see Purple Orange invisibly in my profile, and hopefully, yeah, reach out. Love to, love to chat. Awesome. Well, we'll have links, as I always do, to all of those that you mentioned. Um, I really am excited about Visibly, and congratulations on, on starting it. I'm sure it was, I, I know how, how it goes, we put a lot of sweat and sweat and tears into, into yeah, starting something done. like that yeah. but no i i feel i'll tell you i was so much more terrified about what we were doing six months ago i, I feel like today we have we have so much behind us and i feel really good about the technology and i, I love what we're doing and we're getting good feedback and we have just such an exciting roadmap ahead of us so thank you well, you're really solving a, a really big problem, really improving businesses so it's it's awesome i love it i, I love a business like this Thank you so much, Chris, for joining us today. So many great, valuable tips that people can implement right now, which is awesome. That's my favorite kind of interview. <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing that with our, with our listeners. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already done so, would you do me a favor and go subscribe and review this podcast? My goal is to continue to deliver you content that will really move the revenue needle in your business and give you up-to-date content on anything else that can dramatically help your business. You can also find us at thedrawshop.com slash podcast, where you can comment on the podcast or contact us directly with any issues you'd like me to address. Thanks again. I really, really appreciate you listening and I'll see you next time.